Welcome to Stock Odds Odds and End Podcast. This is the Dave and Rob show over the weekend. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Good. Dave and Rob show, eh? That's that's pretty good. Uh, so you're not stuck in uh, the mud at Burning Man? What's going on? No, unless there's a hotel there, I'm not going. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> but you got more more exciting things. I hear there's a cougar stalking your dogs at your house here. What's with he loves, that? He loves my house. He's sitting on the front doormat. He's like hanging out in the driveway. So something about uh-huh. my house, he likes to hang out there. That's not so safe. Uh, we have them in our neighborhood too. So, <laughs> but from but cougars anything. to bulls and bears, right? <laughs> the other animals. All right. Well, anyway, we have a long weekend here, so we decided to do it on a Sunday. Either that, or Dave fell asleep on a Saturday. I'm not sure which one it is, but uh, I, I plead the fifth on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we are. Um, but we'll uh, we'll get this out to you so that you can review it on before trading day on Tuesday, of course. Um, so let's uh, let's get into this. So Friday's and the week's performance. So we had um, energy kind of boost there on Friday, maybe because of the long weekend concerns. I mean, there is quite a bit of political stuff going on in the Middle East and still with Russia, Ukraine and elsewhere. And on not only that, on that note, um, we had a, a pretty good indication this last while that, uh, you know, with the economic reports that uh, soft landing, probably no recession. And, and so sometimes that really boosts energy again, um, because energy would pull back if there was evidence of a serious recession and would probably rally if there's not. Right. So I think that's what played into Friday. Um, on the, uh, Defensive and utility side, those were were hurting. And for the week, also defensive and utilities were at the bottom with basically technology, consumer uh, communication services, I mean, and consumer cyclical all doing uh, really well for the week. So uh, a risk on week. And actually, we've seen that for the month of August, even though it's been softer, less commitment uh, institutionally. Uh, we you know we had profit taking. We pulled back from the July highs, um, but the risk on trade has still been underpinning things a lot. Now, Friday, the risk, the list that actually did the best was the risk off list, probably because of the industrials and the healthcare that were still pretty strong. Um, but the you know like Thursday, even though we pulled back from the highs, it was risk on that still did better. Uh, so it it kind of flips flip flops, but but basically we've talked about this before that neutral is just you know one or it could be more symbols from each sector, but balanced long and shorts from each sector, and um, risk on would be more exposure to technology, discretionary or cyclical, and um, the uh, what is the other one? Oh, communication services, right? And then uh, on the uh, short side, it would be industrials, healthcare, and the consumer defensive or consumer staples is another word for that. So, um, yeah, for the week, still came out largely risk on. Here's the ETF performance that you can see. Again, these are sector spiders, so they're a true representation of what's happened for the S&P 500 components. And you see uh, XLU for the week down the worst. 
utilities just ha having a real struggle here. Um, so again, emphasis on a bit of growth and emphasis on, you know, uh, soft landing, no recession, that kind of thing. So the growth side is is more in play. And consumer staples or defensive also down. So those were the two losers for the week. And doing the best was really the uh, tech area uh, with uh, energy coming up on its heels there. And uh, basic materials actually had a pretty good week too. So that's probably, again, a bit into the growth argument of, you know, materials being needed for marketplace. And you can also see the Qs 3.73 beat out the diamonds at 1.6 and the SPY at 2.55. So Russell 2000 and uh, NASDAQ 100 kind of competing there for top, uh, top place for the week. Here's the 15 minute chart for this week of the SPY. So this was Friday of last, the previous week. And then this was uh, Monday here. We started with this open price. So Monday was a bit of follow through from the week before, not really, you know, knowing what to do with itself. And then we had some catalysts that boosted the market on Tuesday. And we can see high signal where we're climbing the upper Bollinger Band, very little pullback, you know, not even pulling back to the simple moving average here, the 20 period moving average, just chugging along here. So that was uh, 50, every 15 minutes um, of Monday's per, or Tuesday's performance. And then we went into Wednesday and we uh, popped up a bit and pulled back, filled the gap. And then on uh, Thursday, we also popped up and filled the gap. And this was seasonality for the last trading day of the month. So that was expected to be down from the close and from the open actually both sta states of being was expected to be down for the last trading day of the month and it was and then also on september 1st it's supposed to be down for close to close or also for open to close and open to close was a gift because we had a lot of good premium uh, with the jobs reports and so on so there was a lot of again job context for this week and um and these days here, starting on Friday of last week, first day of seasonality, second day of seasonality, third and fourth and fifth. And the weakest day of the five days of seasonality was the last trading day of the month. And that played out. But also this played out with it was the most bullish window or seasonal window for the month of August was the last five trading days. And of that, the last four were better than the last day itself. And then again, the first it played out according to seasonality. So I just wanna reinforce that seasonality is a great co context behind things, uh, but also really necessary to frame our trades. And where we get an edge is exactly what you see here on the screen, where we popped up and had premium on a day that you were expecting it to decline. We call that a gift. You already have an expectation, but you get a starting point that is, for the short side, a premium. Now, even if you want to be long and short, you can still exploit that by, you know, pulling a bit of your longs off early or adding some weight. So you can still be really neutral, but still take advantage of it. Another way to do it is um, 
you know, we, we gapped open. So do your short side first or make sure that you get filled on more of your shorts than your longs. Be conservative and wait for the pullback to put on your longs. A lot of different ways to play it. Okay, guys. This is the previous week map of the market. Gives you a good picture of what was happening in the semiconductors. NVIDIA still holding up okay. Intel having a phenomenal week at up 10%. Micron also up 10%. AMD up 7 So they're very good performance. Adobe on the software side and online of online uh, features with Adobe doing well too. Apple even um, up six percent, which is pretty good performance for Apple for the week. Uh, so even ahead of Tesla and so on like that. Communications, um, Google and Meta held up okay. Verizon, all right. Netflix, Netflix outperforming Disney, Disney handsomely there. But look at healthcare uh, suffering. Lily's been strong for a long time over Merck or Johnson and Johnson and you can see it just barely eked out a profit for the week there. Consumer defensive, Coke and Pepsi, like, you know, and that's kind of to be expected when you think about seasonality is that you come to the end of the summer. So think about how things move ahead of a bullish season or a profitable season, right? So, Retail stocks move ahead of Black Friday. Beverage stocks move ahead of the summer. Counting stocks move ahead of the accounting season. Oil stocks sometimes move ahead of the hurricane season. Just think of what moves ahead of a particular window. That will help you a lot in developing edges. So you can see energy had a good week and Exxon, Chevron all doing well. Consumer cyclical, Tesla app and Amazon, okay. Um, yeah, utilities all down in the dumps except CEG, you know, poor performance there. Basic materials having a pretty good week. Okay. Now what I want to show you with this is value versus growth. Okay. Now, who would have thought? that coming to a window dressing sort of great summer rally that ended on July 31st, that you would go into August with softness, some profit taking, a warning by Fitch about America's debt, Moody's downgrade on banks, start to see the slide, and the value did kind of lift a little bit more than growth. But look at this signal here on the Friday, August the 11th. So that we had a, a very tight day, low volume, and it closed there in terms of this relationship. That is value divided by growth spread. So this is the spread number here. Look what stock odds said. Going ahead 10 days from the close of Friday, August the 11th, was that IVE had odds less than 50, average performance negative 0.70, sharp negative, average adverse excursion greater than the favorable excursion on an absolute basis. 
And then IW, IVW, the growth ETF, odds were higher than 50, average performance, very positive, sharp positive, and favorable excursion better than the absolute value of adverse excursion. So what did that say? Go short IVE and long IVW. Look what has transpired since August the 11th. The spread has been declining, which means IVE is underperforming IVW, which is exactly what Stock Odds said for 10 days. When you do spread relationships, that can help you stay in trades longer, can help take out some of that day-to-day -day noise. And you can put on some smoothing indicators like you see on my screen to help stay in a trade longer. But stock odds is great with, you know, not just single stocks, but you can go into ETFs and then you can look for pair relationships and things like that. Okay. So I just put in IVE and IVW into the symbols field here. And this is what it output on August the 11th. Economic calendar. We're going to go into that in a moment, but first I want to run through a few things, okay, in keeping with what we were just looking at. I'm bringing up TradingView here. It's a good resource for doing single stocks, but also a lot of spread type trade. So um, I want to look at a couple things. So let's look at the diamonds versus IWM. We know that we know that for the week, their performance was similar, but IWM is, you know, market cap weighted. And it's all small cap stuff. So in the past, you know, some symbols like AMC can move things around a lot in that index. And the diamonds are a price weighted index, so they're going to behave very differently. But you can see that um, we've had these periods when we had the banking crisis, how the diamonds were ahead of the IWM. And there was a lot of small cap regional banks and things like that. So that was probably the downdraft on IWM and the diamonds was more of a, a flight to quality, flight to safety. But you can see that sort of changed when we got the AI revolution coming through and uh, the diamonds significantly underperformed the Russell. And then uh, in August here, we had again the diamonds slightly outperformed the IWM as the market was pulling back. We didn't have a lot of conviction or commitment with the small caps and uh, there was enough, still enough liquidity and enough involvement in the blue chips to, to sustain that. But now we're starting to roll back. And as we come into September, this is a, a relationship to really watch, okay? We looked last week at the SPY versus RSP. And what that was saying was the SPY, which is very sensitive to the bank or to the Magnificent Seven, um, how does it compare with the RSP, which is equal weight S&P 500? So a little bit more emphasis, well, quite a bit more emphasis is on the mid cap range. And we see that the SPY is still uh, chugging up here. And that means that there's still leadership from the big cap stocks, more so than the mid cap space. So keep an eye on that relationship as well for the turn. Again, if you can catch things like this, where 
the SPY starts to break out relative to the RSP or like with the other example, diamonds, changes versus IWM, whatever. Um, And you can catch a long move like that. It can be very, very beneficial for your trading. And this can play into, too, how you do the lists and what kind of things that you choose. Okay, so um, I have it all set up where I can I can run through any of these relationships and see, you know, how SPY doing versus utilities. Obviously, utilities have been really performing poorly. We're still on an uptrend. It hasn't stopped yet. When it does stop, it could give you tremendous uh, benefit of, you know, utilities sort of coming back and mean reverting and and just outperforming the SPY for a period of time. So we'll have to watch for that relationship. Um, how about, um, you know, the SPY versus gold? Anything there? Uh, we had a good run. Now we're kind of, I think uh, gold uh, is starting to perk up a little bit more. So there's an interesting relationship there, you know. Um, and you can even take it into, you know, Apple's a big part of the queues. How is Apple and the queues doing? Well, queues uh, starting to pull back relative to Apple. Apple had a good week. Um, you know, it's uh, maybe some of the other stocks that are in leadership in the queues are, are starting to falter a little bit. Um, and uh, Apple, uh, you know, is kind of like, to me, a bit of a consumer staple almost in a sense, because it has so many different divisions to it and um, very diversified in that sense. So, you know, just set up set up some spreads so you can get some real information, maybe help yourself with a few smooth indicators to get, um, you know, the feel of uh, how, to, how to recognize the turns. I mean, here's an example of, even the cues with Apple, you know, once that turn happened, it stayed uh, stayed in play for a long time, right? And then, you know, looking at that premium or discount relative to that trend, uh, obviously, uh, you know, giving you opportunity to to short some premium along the way when it pops up outside of its overall trend line without a significant catalyst for reversal, it's probably going to fail. So again, think of the edges that you can develop. All right, and with that, we will roll over to the economic reports. Remember, this is a shortened week, guys. It is still gonna be a little bit on the lighter volume side, and I would expect more institutional commitment when we get into the the second week, uh, second full week of September, okay? Not the not the first day that we had last week or this shortened week, but when we get into the first full week of September, that's when you see more institutional involvement. All right, so what do we have here? Dave, take it away. Yeah, so for the week, there's a general theme of uh, Fed speak and some Fed news, but Tuesday, there's the factory orders. And then Wednesday, we have an important number. It's the S&P final US services PMI. It's purchasing managers index. And there's a number there. If it's above 50, it's kind of bullish, shows the economy is growing and healthy. If it's below 50, um, it's, it's weaker. So it's expected to be 51. But then on Wednesday as well, there's the Fed Beige Book, which is at uh, 2 p.m. release there. And there's some de- trade deficit data. And then Thursday, again, there's a lot of Fed speak. A lot of these Fed presidents um, are piping in here and there. So that's something to watch as well. There's also U.S. productivity and jobless claims. And then Friday, again, a little more Fed speak and uh, consumer credit and inventory. So there's more of a heavy emphasis on Fed speak and Fed reports for the week. 
<laughs> I mean, not not just a small amount of Fed speak either, <laughs> right? So, uh, of of all of that, what would be the most market driving in your opinion? Well, the beige book, and maybe the yeah. initial jobless claims on Thursday as well, which is at eight thirty, which is usually market yeah. moving. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for your time, and we'll let you go. All right. Good luck.